What is up, crew? Time for another Clover Tack podcast, a podcast that comes and goes like a thief in the night, <laughs> right? Never know when these are going to happen. We jump on, uh, record them live so that there, there's anybody out there, of course, watching. They can join in the conversation, the chat, uh, add to it, all of that good stuff. Uh, and then we take and we put this conversation, this podcast, we put it out on uh, on the audio podcast world, which uh, matter of record, we need to clear that up. Of course, date is always important when you're uh, watching, listening to this podcast. It's uh, February, February. How do you say that? I don't know. But the second month of the year, right? Uh, February 26, 2021. And uh, got some some news to go over from um, TOA Texas. This is on some Texas legislative stuff, their priority list for this legislative session. Uh, We won't take up a whole lot of your time today for those that are live or are watching this on the video side of things and replay. I'm going to screen share here in just a minute and kind of go over these bills, give you the numbers. By all means, back up and replay whatever you need to do. Write these uh, bill numbers down. I've also got a link to this particular article from Texas GOA. I'll have that down in the description below so you can go there. I always encourage you know, I, I'm not a fear monger and trying to scare you or do anything else. I just want to put some information out uh, and advise you, tell you to go do your own homework. Uh, that's what we need. We need the active participants in the civil process. We need uh, good citizens out there. You need to be contacting your reps if you support these, if you don't support these, whatever. Uh, for this particular particular, I should say, priority list budgets out there. What's up, budget? For this particular priority list, uh, it does come from Texas GOA. Thanks again to Rachel Malone. She does a, uh, a lot of good work here in the state of Texas. And these are bills that they're requesting that you, Danny's out there with us. What's up, Danny? These are bills that the GOA is requesting. You contact your representatives. If you support these, you ask them to support them, ask them to sign on uh, to them as a co-sponsor, whatever it might be. With that said, let's jump into this really quick because I don't want to go forever, 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half hour tops here just want to get the information out Uh, and if you don't have time to stick around if you can't listen to all of this then by all means just slam that uh, link down in the description wherever you're watching or listening uh, and read it for yourself later on but uh, yeah pulling this up again from that link GOA Texas 2021 priority legislation Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna go down through here Um, it goes through all the bill numbers It asks you, of course, to reach out to your representative. Sadly, while I'm reading through this, not going to be able to see the live chat. So for those out there, just uh, know that uh, I appreciate you joining live. But uh, yeah, let's let's go through this. Scrolling down, we're going to be able to read a little more of this. Uh, the Gun Owners of America GOA Priority Legislation uh, in the 87th Texas Legislative Session. And for those that do not know, uh, this was the current list as of uh, the 18th. So fairly recent. Uh, and these are, uh, you know, we're going to go through the minutiae, the details of these for those that might be out in the audio world, can't see the screen. For those that may not be able to see the screen share, even here on the YouTube side, going to read through these. This gives a little bit of a synopsis. If you want to know more, again, click on that link uh, down below. For those that are not aware, Texas is a, what, a biannual or whatever legislative session. So it's only every other year for us, which is great. I think all uh, states should practice that because the less time we have politicians in office, the less they can honestly screw up. I think we can all agree on that, right? So here we go. Um, with constitutional carry being the subject of a few bills here, 
We've got HB1238 by uh, Biederman, and we've got HP1927, or HB, and why am I saying HP? Uh, HB, House Bill, I should say, 1238 by Biederman, and House Bill 1927 by Schaefer. Also, Senate Bill 540 by Springer, recognize the right of those who can illegally possess a firearm to carry it, open or concealed, without a permit. Uh, we've also got House Bill 821 and House Bill uh, 1587 by White. Uh, if passed together, um, they achieve the same result, right? So if they combine 821 with 1587, it does the same thing, or they can take, um, yeah, anyway, that's what it is, uh, is basically is saying. Uh, and then we've got, and we've talked about these before, I think, on another podcast, but we've got some other bills here, uh, which is cool that we need to talk about. We've got uh, uh, SJR with the Senate Joint Resolution 24 by Hall uh, proposes to amend the Texas Constitution to prohibit the legislature from requiring a license or a permit to carry a gun. And this one, we, we did talk about this previously. This would be voted on by the uh, by the voters, by the, the citizens of the state of Texas, right? So that's the difference here. With the House bills, the Senate bills, they would go through their respective uh, chamber. Uh, they would have to be agreed upon, passed in both chambers, and then signed by the governor. Uh, Senate Joint Resolution, uh, the people basically take the reins. So imagine if we got uh, some of those constitutional carry bills passed, and we also piled on top with a constitutional amendment. That could be pretty cool. Uh, again, moving through this really quick, if you're out there in the chat again, uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, and uh, yeah, not going to be a whole lot of interaction, but put your comments once I get through reading through this. I'll try to go into anything pertinent. We'll talk about it. Uh, obviously, wherever you're listening or watching, there's comments down below. So hit those up as well. We've got the end gun-free zones. Um, these are topics, I guess, or what the bill is about, right? Um, and we've got Senate Bill 546, again by Springer. Uh, he's bringing his A game, apparently. Repeals the prohibited places for handgun carry in the penal code. Uh, again, click on the link. Go check out the specifics of these bills. Uh, obviously, for yourself, just like, like making you aware of them, letting you know that what's out there, uh, a lot of cool stuff going on, of course. Uh, then we got Senate Bill 514. So interesting that the uh, end of gun free zones, both of these bills originating in the Senate, which is interesting. Uh, doesn't appear to be any partner bills in the House. That doesn't mean anything. They can always push it. And oftentimes they do that, right? A bill will originate in one chamber. And then they'll push that over to another. So that's not uh, alarming necessarily in any way. Uh, and then SB uh, 514, Senate Bill 514 by Hall, uh, allows license to carry holders in Texas uh, to conceal carry in K-12 through schools. That is an unbelievable bill. If that passes, that would be awesome. I don't know why we wouldn't have the right to carry concealed. We've been vetted. We've been checked. All of this other stuff, right? Uh, and nobody is seeing it. So what difference does it make? To quote some famous politician, right? Uh, <laughs> or maybe infamous politician. Anyway, we've got the Domestic Violence Victim Defense. Uh, this is House Bill uh, 1094 by Oliverson and Senate Bill 545 by Springer. So it does have a partner. Uh, allow those 18 plus who can legally possess a firearm and who are protected by a restraining order to carry a handgun, open or concealed, without a license. It would also exempt such people from gun-free zones, meaning that if you've got a restraining order, I think this is pretty cool, actually. you got a restraining order on you, and you're 18-plus, and you can legally possess a firearm. By God, 
Texas is going to say, guess what? You've, you've got an immediate need, right, to protect your uh, to protect yourself, right? You've got some type of an imminent threat out there potentially, and we want you to uh, to have the best defense uh, against that threat uh, that you deem possible. Because we all know a restraining, restraining order is nothing more than a piece of paper, right? Uh, and if somebody has went so far a lot of times as to require a restraining order, um, they've already crossed some lines where they, they don't care about that restraining order. And I'm not like a domestic violence expert or anything like that. I'm speaking in general terms. Anyway, uh, then we go to curtail of emergency powers. Um, and this is, uh, this is an interesting one, but we've got uh, House Bill 26 by Swanson, House Bill 340 by Kane, House Bill 629 by White, House Bill 1690 by Tenderholt. Uh, and Senate Bill 547 by Springer. Now, if you're out there live if you uh, or in replay and I'm mentioning any of your representatives here, well, chime in. Let us know. Um, says, uh, repeal the governor's emergency powers to regulate or control the sale, transportation, and use of firearms and ammunition. So that's interesting. Uh, that means that, you know, I, I, I wish you watched you on that a little bit. Um, there shouldn't be any power to regulate that. <laughs> um, but our governor, at least at the current time, we've got Governor Abbott here in Texas, uh, been pretty vocal about how um, that's an essential need, right, with last year. It's an essential business and whatever. So uh, it's interesting to see that they want to take some of his powers away. Um, could that have a negative effect? Mm, I don't know. This is one that uh, I'm not altogether against. I'm just saying that there may be ram some underlying ramifications with it, right? Then we've got House Bill 1500 by Hefner. Hopefully that's not Hugh. I thought Hugh had passed away, but anyway. And uh, we've got Senate Bill 18 by Crichton uh, or Creighton or uh, whatever. Unfortunate name, I guess, for that dude. Uh, says that they do the same and they also keep state and, lo and local governments from shutting down gun businesses during an emergency. So uh, they take it a step. They, they ramp it up, <laughs> right? Uh, those. So shout out to Hefner and, and, uh, and a Crichton, I guess. They said, hey, hold my beer, right? This, uh, this legislation ain't good enough. We're going to we're going we're gonna to do a little better. Uh, then we got a House Joint Resolution 40 by White proposing an amendment to the Texas Constitution to remove a governor's power to suspend or limit the sale or transportation of firearms. So this is proposing, an, again, kind of like the constitutional carry, this is proposing an amendment to the Constitution that would have to go through the people, the citizens, the voters um, to be brought into play. Uh, and, you know, just a note as I scroll up here so we can talk about the remaining ones and then hopefully get you guys out of here. Um, you know, that's an, a, a risky proposition in a way when we talk about uh, amendments to the Constitution, whether we're talking about a federal constitution, obviously we haven't opened that can of worms in a long time, but even a state-level constitution, a lot of people don't like jacking with constitutions unless they absolutely have to, right? And so, um, and then even then, when you do, you have to make sure, since you've got the layman, you've got regular people that are reading their ballot and reading that line item on the ballot, they may or may not understand that. So how it's written is very important, um, depending on what kind of outcome you want to see out of that, right? You got to be really careful with uh, that language and some other things. It's going to jump over to the chat. Look, like it's pretty quiet. Again, thanks for everybody that's out there and uh, and watching this live, listening to this live, and soaking up this info. Again, uh, link is down in the description below. Wherever you're at, go check these out for yourself. Once you get over to this site, uh, it's got links. Obviously, you can see me scrolling around here to the text on all of these bills. You can get all the lowdown, read them for yourself. 
Now we've got the Second Amendment sanctuary state, something that's been pushed for a while. I got into it with a live uh, a, a viewer, another viewer in somebody else's live chat the other night that told me that this was already a thing. And I knew that it wasn't. I knew that it, they were pushing for it. A lot of counties in Texas uh, have their resolutions and other things, but we don't have an actual bill. We don't have nothing, nothing from our legislature that says, hey, we're a Second Amendment sanctuary state. Um, but anyway, uh, this is the Second Amendment sanctuary state is sort of the purpose on this. These bills prohibit Texas from using its personal uh, personnel or resources to enforce federal gun grab laws uh, and withhold state grant money uh, from any entities that try to help enforce such regulations. Now, we've got uh, House Bill 112 by Toth. Uh, Senate bill, it's got a partner here, Senate Bill 513 by Hall. Uh, that adds uh, an individual criminal penalty for the violation. So that's interesting. So any um, politician, any servant uh, of the people, employee of the state, I guess, uh, they would actually get a civil penalty for, for doing something like that. Uh, then we got House Bill 635 by Krauss. Uh, and we've got the partner, which is Senate Bill 541 by Springer. They're Springer again um, and at Hall, too. So they're on the ball. Whoever, if you're in their districts, uh, give them guys a pat on the back, maybe. And, and comment what you actually think about them. Because just because they submit these bills don't mean they're straight up 2A and shall not be infringed guys. They could just be doing it for uh, political prowess or something like that. But let us know if you've got, if you've got Hall or Kraus specific or uh, Hall or Springer specifically uh, in the state of Texas for your representative. It seems like they're, they're going hard after a lot of things here. Uh, this legislative session it says requires the attorney general to intervene, to stop violations and to protect from the federal suits. Now this is interesting because our attorney general, Ken Paxton is a stand up guy through the cough, cough, shutdowns and everything last year. Don't know if you've kept up in the news with what's going on and all that, but uh, yeah, he fought, he fought pretty hard on a lot of things. He's, he's kind of a bulldog in a way. Uh, now, will he always be the attorney general? Yeah. Often the attorney general moves up into like a governor position or moves up into a senator or something like that later on. So probably not. Uh, we won't always have him around, but um, I can really see this being beneficial if we've got uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton in office for sure. And then achieving the same thing here with the sanctuary state. We've got House Bill 919 by Lehman uh, and Senate Bill, the partner, 499 by Colkhurst. So now we've got uh, an interesting one. We've got the Made in Texas here, which is House Bill 915 by Kraus again, and the partner, Senate Bill 542 by Springer. Again, if I'm going too fast for you, I'm sure I am. I'm just trying to get this information out there. Uh, be sure that you come back later, whatever. Click on those links. Do your own homework. Contact your representatives. Uh, talk through this with them. Tell them what you support, what you don't support, uh, and that sort of thing. My job here is just to get the info out. But we got the made in Texas here. Uh, that's uh, House Bill 9 of 15 by Kraus, Senate Bill 542 by Springer. Uh, and it exempt a class of made in Texas firearms, ammunition, and accessories from federal regulations. This is interesting. Uh, and give a way to secure a court judgment on the constitutionality of this law before someone manufactures made in Texas items. So this is kind of a gray area that they want to get the, the legislation in place. That way they can actually test it in court. They don't know how that's going to work. That's kind of what they're saying here, right? And how cool would it be to see now that, that you wouldn't be able necessarily to transport it, kind of be like an NFA item, that you wouldn't necessarily be able to transfer a made in Texas 
firearm or ammunition or something like that out of state. But how cool would it be that if, let's say, NFA items, whatever it might be, right? As long as their stamps made in Texas and you're in Texas and you're a legal firearm owner, right? You're not a felon. You're not on that uh, prohibited persons list. Basically, as long as you're in the state of Texas, we don't care. You can have whatever you want, right? Uh, that could be cool. That could kind of nullify in a way the NFA. And a bigger picture thing, we talk about bringing down the NFA and other things, right? What if every state, what if we could get the vast majority of states, right, to do something like this? A made in Kansas, a made in Louisiana, a made in Missouri, a made in Arkansas, made in Oklahoma, right? Um, how would that affect the NFA? And eventually would they go, okay, this doesn't make any sense even having an NFA because all the states do what they want to do anyway. And eventually, could you take the made in Texas and do a reciprocity and say, okay, well, if if Oklahoma is going to recognize made in Texas firearms, ammunition, blah, 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 then Texas is going to recognize Oklahoma's and so forth and so on. And then before you know it, it works kind of like a license to carry or something like that. And you can actually carry these across state lines, depending on if there's reciprocity with the made in insert state here in another state, right? Interesting one to keep an eye on and talk about. Then we've got suppressor freedom here. That just sounds great. Uh, America, right? For sure. America. Uh, we've got uh, suppressor freedom. Uh, it's House Bill 957 by Oliverson. There he is again in Senate Bill 543 by Springer. Uh, congrats, sir. I think he's the, the biggest, most mentioned name on this list, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's a repeal Texas law that criminalized suppressor possession apart from federal regulations and establishes a made in Texas. Here we go. Works with that. It's what I just said. Made in Texas suppressor in court judgment, similar to the, the before mentioned bill, uh, House Bill 915 and Senate Bill 542. So there you go. Uh, it, it that reaffirmed what I said, you know, NFA items and other things that can remain in the, in the state of Texas. Right. Awesome. Awesome stuff. And then uh, finally here, and I'll jump into the live chat, answer any questions you've got or uh, address any comments, and we'll get the heck out of here. Uh, we've got an anti-red flag law. Um, and so, um, again, click on the link, go through these yourself, do your homework, spend an, even an hour or two, set an hour or two aside. Uh, you know, you can, Law and Order can wait, or The Mandalorian, or whatever it is, uh, Housewives of New Jersey can wait. Uh, a couple of hours or something like that uh, and, and sit down, especially if you're in Texas, and, and go through these, figure out what you support, what you don't. There may be line items and little things in these bills that you don't like, and if that's the case, get with your representative and let them know that, hey, I support this and I like this, except for this one part. And as these go through committee and work their way through things, they kind of work through a lot of those bugs sometimes, so they really do uh, it really does require your input and your civic duty, right, to be a part of the process. But we've got anti-red flag laws. And the weird thing about this is it, a lot of people don't realize that we've had um, risk protection um, laws, regulations, and other things for quite some time uh, in the majority, if not every single state, right? Um, so I, I do encourage you to look up the difference between red flag laws, risk protection orders, and red flag laws are kind of a ramped up, some would argue, and I would tend to agree, uh, an unconstitutional version of a protection order. It kind of takes that and it really goes too far with it, right? But we're talking about uh, anti-red flag legislation here. Uh, and uh, that's House Bill 336 by Kane. 
and Senate Bill 548 by Springer. So interesting that a lot of these have the House and the Senate partners, which is pretty cool. Uh, says keep Texas out of any federal red flag gun compensation scheme uh, and prohibits localities from implementing red flag style policies on their own. So what that says is, hey, we're not going to be a part of this. Uh, Texas is already set up to deal with this. We have, and I've talked to many law enforcement. I've got a lot of law enforcement officers at, at the local level, the county, the state, uh, you name it, even federally, um, that you know I've talked to uh, about this type of thing. Um, and they're all pretty much in agreement. They're like, we don't need this. We have mechanisms in play. I even played devil's advocate with them. And I said, hey, as a law enforcement officer, you know, where are the holes, right? Because we all know that legislation and regulation and the way that law enforcement has to deal with things, there could be loopholes and other things. And I said, where are the holes? And every single one I talked to, we're talking about dozens of law enforcement officers in the state of Texas, all told me, we don't need that. We don't need it. We already have what we need. Um, and what they told me when you deal with the situations that most people claim would require a red flag law, they told me that that really falls on the individual officers or the department or the sheriff or the police chief, that they need to have a better relationship with their community um, and kind of understand those situations a little bit better on a little more personal level, have a little more personal knowledge of, of what's going on, and then be able to reach out to family members, friends, and other things, right? So in other words, this person's having a problem. Instead of going and taking that person's guns away, you reach out to their brother or their sister or their nephew, and they say, hey, can you go talk to your uncle and kind of see what's going on for us? Um, and then if there's an issue, maybe maybe see if you can get him to go get some help. Um, and if that's not possible, maybe see if he'll let you take his firearms uh, for a little while, you know, something like that, right? They kind of take it upon themselves to work with people around that person that, that has a problem. And when you do that, you're not giving power to one judge sitting on a bench, making a ruling according to what's said on a piece of paper, right? Uh, because we're talking about, you know, the person not even be needing to be there, right? Um, they can basically file a red flag law. You're not even in court to defend yourself, that judge, you know, a law enforcement officer and that judge decides the fate of that. And that's not right. I think you should have multiple people around that person involved. And there's mechanisms, according to what I'm told within the state of Texas, to make that happen. So, yeah, there are all the bills. I don't know how many it is. But, again, check out that link below uh, wherever you're at. And uh, especially if you live in the state of Texas, go through these with a fine-tooth comb. Uh, that is uh, not really why I'm here, because we would be here for hours and hours. It took uh, already, what, 23 minutes <laughs> just to, just to kind of read through the synopsis and, uh, and the bills that are here. So with that said, I'm going to jump back over here to the live chat and just say hey to those that, that jumped in, like Budget and Danny and Boss Hog and Buck uh, and Jacob out there. So thanks for uh, jumping in alive. Remember, anytime these pop up, jump in alive. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, then by all means, throw those out in that uh, live chat. I'll try to address them because there may be folks in the replay or in the audio format that are wondering the same things, right? And remember, if you're out there in replay, there's always the comments below. I keep re repeating myself about the comments below and the links to all of this being in the comments below, but it's really important uh, to be involved and follow up and do your homework. I don't want anybody listening to this podcast, hearing me talk about a bill, and then sharing it across all social media like I'm the ipso de facto definitive 
answer and final authority on any of this. We all need to be reading it for ourselves, understanding it for ourselves, having a conversation about it, making our own de decisions, uh, and then either supporting it, uh, not supporting it, you know, calling our representatives, asking that they support it. But this was the, um, yeah, this was the the priority legislation for uh, GOA Texas for 2021. Uh, this list was updated the 18th of February and also big shout out, big thanks to, again, to, to Rachel Malone uh, with uh, Texas GOA. Uh, she knocks it out of the park. We've got some really good, I guess you could call them lobby uh, for, you know, pro 2A rights and everything here in Texas. We have for many, many years, uh, really familiar with our legislators, really familiar with the makeup of the Texas legislator, legislature legislature yeah uh, and how to navigate and which people they need to get on board and and talk to and, and all of that stuff so um they they've got a lot of power so to speak uh g23 jumping in the house last minute now budget says wasn't there a guy in kansas who got charged uh with a made in kansas suppressor that i would not know sadly talking about texas stuff here uh but if this passed in the state of texas then uh, you could essentially have one that's made in texas I, I don't know how that works and budget brings up a really good thing we got a couple minutes we can hit on that uh but when we talk about the made in texas legislation that's going on so um it doesn't say that you can just make your own so in other words i can't build my own suppressor necessarily and say it's made in texas um so i don't know the how that works when you dig down into it there's going to be that's going to go through committee it's going to be a lot of things so do you have to get some kind of a weird certification from the state of texas to be able to be considered somebody that can make a made in texas uh product i i, I don't know at this point right just throwing it out there what's going on but i do remember uh, what budget is talking about with uh kansas guy that that uh, was charged with uh, a made in kansas suppressor so the the thing that that gets into the rub and that's where some of the legislation with texas comes into play that we kind of read through just a second ago is it talks about that it defends against the federal right as long as you're not you don't, you haven't taken it outside the state of texas it kind of defends against that right and so i think if it's a story i remember and vaguely and again don't take my word that i think that maybe um that was a federal issue. And so that's the thing to remember. If you, if we're going to localize everything to the state level, there's got to be things in play that protect that under certain situations from federal intrusion. It kind of falls back to the 10th amendment in a way, I guess. Unknown user jumped in the, in the chat there at the very last minute, uh, about 27 minutes into this one. I'm going to cut it out because we're done. We talked about the GOA uh, Texas 2021 priority legislation here. Again, links are down below, uh, or a link is down below that'll get you to all of these priority bills. You can check them out for yourself. Encouraged to contact your, your congressman, uh, your uh, representative, I should say, your senator. Uh, if any of these guys are your senator that we called out earlier, uh, just scrolling through this, especially the guys like Springer. I don't know if that's Jerry Springer or not, but Springer and Hall, uh, Oliverson, those guys uh, submitted a lot of good, really good stuff. Uh, slow clap for them. Kudos. Let us know what you think about them as you're uh, 
as your representatives and as your senators would be really interested to know. Uh, Steven says, dang, missed out just his luck. Always can hit up replay, my friend. Uh, so just make sure you do that. Going to end this uh, right now and you'll be able to back up and catch the replay. Uh, more importantly, click the link in the description, my friend, uh, and uh, read a lot of the stuff for yourself. Do your own homework on it because uh, I do not do other people's homework. I encourage people to do their homework. I'm just going to let you know it's out there. It's a thing. You need to look into it. That's kind of the uh, the point of the. So we've done that now about 29 minutes in and uh, that's it on a Friday. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Uh, again, this has been the Clover Tack podcast. These come at random. They're kind of like budgets, uh, single shots that he calls them when he comes on. Uh, the Clover Tack podcast are that way. You never really know when they're going to pop up. Uh, they're going to pop up whenever I have something that I need to talk about. And this particular one's important to me. I live in Texas and uh, Texas legislative issues are important. And I feel that other people need to be aware of them as well. Got this email literally maybe an hour ago. Read through it real quick, thought, hey, I'm going to put this out there, let people know, because you may not be on the GOA's email list, and you may not be spam filter could catch it, or whatever the case may be, right? And I want you guys to be aware. So with that said, thanks for hanging out on another Clover Tech podcast, and uh, we'll catch you later. Enjoy your weekend. Peace out.